Ahoy, I'm the comic book hunter, but John calls me Hunter. <laughs> Hello there, I'm History of the Flesh, but John calls me JD. I just thought of that right now. Welcome to A Hero That's Story, cool. episode 74. A Hero Story is a podcast all about Marvel and DC comic books, where we review the news of the week, starting with like live action news and comic news and gaming news, and we go over all the comics that came out this week. There was barely any news this week, and there was a ton of comics. This was probably the biggest comic book day i've ever had i think where i'm just getting everything that i collect and i'm caught up in everything no trades or anything these are all single issues and i have like 100 comics in my hand right now so definitely yeah this is definitely since i started reading single issues which isn't that long to be fair but since i started reading single issues this was definitely the biggest day i couldn't believe how much lined up on this day dc and even marvel had a lot of hitters so big big comic week which is a good thing because that's my favorite thing to talk about on this show comic books of course yeah, me too. But I I spent sixty six dollars at the comic book store the other day. Just well, mine, like I, mine I just went really in that and... much, but I forgot Batman Superman, of course. So I'll I'll be having I'll have to go back soon. And I forgot Suicide Squad, so I'll probably be going back as well to get that. So, but even then, I was like, he, my comic books uh, owner, my comic book store owner, he just puts all the things on all the comics that I'm getting on a pile, and he's just like, hey, this is all you read, right? Did I get everything? I'm looking I'm like. Yeah, it seems like everything. That's a lot of comics. I'm just going to go look at the shelf while I scan everything. And then I go to look at the shelf and I come back and I'm like, hey, uh, I'm also going to get uh, The Rise of Kylo Ren here. And <laughs> so I was just adding to it. And then it came up at $66. And I was like, uh, oh, order 66 for a Star Wars comic that I bought. So <laughs> so we, maybe just somewhere in my mind, it was telling me to get the Star Wars comic because then it will be $66. Because if I didn't get that, then it would have been less. Yeah, but, so I'm, I'm sure your wallet was so happy about it being $66. Yeah, and then I went Christmas shopping, so screw me, right? Hunter, I'm just a broke boy going into the new year, but aren't we all who bought comics this week? Yep, the comics that JD and I have right here are Doomsday Clock, 12 of 12, believe it or not, Batman Last Night on Earth, number 3, Batman Superman, number 5, Justice League, number 38, Shazam, number 9, uh, You're the Villain, Hell Horizon, number 1 of 4, the Amazing Spider-Man number thirty-six, J.J. Abrams Spider-Man number three—is it three of three? Do you know? Uh, no, I believe it's five issues. Four. Oh, or okay. Five. Daredevil number fifteen, Flash Forward number four, Aquaman number fifty-five, and Batman number eighty-five. So those are a lot of comics. We'll not really review them all. We'll kind of give our general thoughts, but we'll definitely be recapping like the big ones and giving our general thoughts, like Doomsday Clock, for example, which I believe is the one we're starting with. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I just want to point something out. So on our first episode of A Hero Story, all the way back in May of oh, 2018, yeah. we started with Doomsday Clock number five. It released on fifth Wednesday, and now, over a year later, <laughs> like a year and a half later, and the series has been going on for over two years now, Doomsday Clock 12 of 12 is finally in my hands at a grand old That's price great. of $5.99. Well, yeah, we started the podcast with... Doomsday Clock, and now here we are, not ending, but <laughs> continuing the podcast with the end of Doomsday Clock. Dr. Manhattan I'm will, emotional. Dr. Manhattan will undo a hero story. Oh, no. Yeah, and maybe a year from now, I think it's the trade, the full trade's coming in May as well, so it'll be like our two-year anniversary on a hero story when the trade is released. Can't wait for that so. trade. Uh, reading it all in one sitting is going to be so nice. Yeah, <laughs> it'll take a few hours because there's a lot of dialogue on this issue, but yeah. Uh, where we left off, Dodger Manhattan has been having visions of Superman throwing a punch at him. And after that, he sees nothing. And does Superman destroy him or does he destroy everything? That's the big question. The end of the last issue had Superman and Manhattan finally encounter each other. And that's basically where we left off. So this issue picks up not right where we left off. Kind of a flashback to the Watchmen days when Dr. Manhattan became Dr. Manhattan. What do you think of Watchmen flashbacks in Doomsday Clock? Uh, I thought it was really cool. I, I thought um, the use of it in the beginning was a little unclear to me at first, but then when you get to the end, where Manhattan gets his visions, it's like, oh, that makes great sense. Thinking about <laughs> a time where he was happy, where he was human, and how far he's fallen since then leads him to this point. And it's supposed to be a reflection of how our world or our political state was happy and how far it's fallen. So it, it's interesting. I mean, some people don't like the comparison. I, I think it's written pretty well. 
Yeah, and especially when you reach that end, I think it's written pretty well because Manhattan gets his flashbacks of what if he didn't go grab Janie's watch and he never became Manhattan. So I think that's interesting. He lived a happy life, got married, had a kid. Two kids. So, yeah, two kids is right. Because John just wanted to be a regular guy, but here he is, basically a god of everything. Yeah. Um, between, I was a little bit disappointed that we didn't get like a full-on conversation between Super Manhattan right away. I thought that's what would happen, but right off the bat, they exchange a few words, and then the, I guess the Justice League of Russia appears. Yeah. Um, I forget their yeah. actual name. Yeah, well, it's multiple countries, because Markovia is there as well. Karnak. And- yeah, Kardak, and I thought Israel had somebody there, although maybe they're yeah, later. Israel does, uh, Australia does as well. Yeah, the, the it's Australian, cool to see, like, the Australian other, kangaroos. Yeah, non-American just, Justice Leagues, basically. Yeah, and they're all coming after Superman. They all blame Superman. So they're all taking on Superman at once, and Manhattan has the power to easily stop it. But we get to see all the protests throughout the world happening while Superman is being attacked. And I like the way they do, like, kind of the news headlines to show the other countries. I thought that was a good touch. Um, this is probably, I mean, to me, like, one of the cheesiest uh, pages of the entire issue. We get, like, this stereotypical, like, white, like, m- you know, mid-country guy uh, when Rorschach 2 is, like, standing outside of his barbershop. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, it's I don't fun. know, just, like, the way, like, I kind of cringe at his dialogue. He's like, ha knew I'd catch one of you trying to break into my store. Now, come on, boy, stand up and fight. And it's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was filler. I think it's just filler. It, it was, but just, like, the way he was written, I was just like, I was just like, oh, my God, this is, like, a little too on the nose. <laughs> but then he's saved by a dead man, uh, Alfred Pennyhorn. <laughs> yeah, what the, okay, so Alfred saves Rorschach, too, in this issue. And when I saw him at first, like, he's wearing a hat, so I'm like, wait, is that Alfred? I was like, oh, my God, that's Alfred. I was like, right, Alfred was in this story. Him and Rorschach, too, interacted. What the hell, Tom King? What's happening now? They so, kind of, sort of, no, they don't explain anything. Never mind. I was going to say with the whole metaverse, but we'll get to that in a second. But I guess not really. So... I think I think we should just ignore it. <laughs> Alfred's alive in this issue. It's fine. Whatever. Um, also, Superman seems to have a secret identity. It's fine. Whatever. We get a beautiful splash page at page 8 and 9. It's, you don't get many flash pages in Doomsday Clock. Like, I can't think of any. Of the well, we get, two, we get two in this issue, which is nice. Yeah, so this one has all, all the different superheroes from around the country, from around the world, sorry. I don't think there's any American superheroes here besides Superman. Some cool, like, it's kind of hard to recognize any of these characters. Do you recognize uh, any? I see the, two. The new, the new Superman? Yeah, Superman China, Keenan Kong. I was so happy to see him. I see Black we... Adam. Yeah, Black Adam's there. I see somebody at the bottom who kind of reminds me of Rogue with the white in her hair. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> white in the front of the hair. Yeah. Besides that, though, not too many that I notice here. Yeah, they're very. Oh, Enchantress on the top right. I think that's Enchantress. Oh, and then, okay. well, Gi- Giganta, of course. Yep. One Roman villain. Besides that, though, I don't. I don't think there is any. I, I think it's. I think it's meant to show that uh, there are multiple heroes around, multiple heroes slash villains around the world, and uh, it's meant to show that. They can fill in the places where, uh, you know, because we only think of American heroes in our comics. So to see uh, people from around the world is interesting. And to see them all on a splash page, it's like, oh, I want to see these people explored after Doomsday Clock is over. I think that would be interesting. I don't know if Akina. they will. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I would read, series got canceled. I would read, yeah. I just, I just hope <laughs> Doomsday Clock kind of has lasting effects. Like, okay, the Superman theory and the heroes around the world, like, interesting. What will countries do with that kind of power? Interesting. So let's see some of that fall out. I think a miniseries would be nice of like a, maybe like a maxi series, twelve issues, and each issue is a different team in a different country. That that would be cool. Like uh, what's happening while Doomsday Clock is happening? Because I said at, yeah. I said at the end of eleven, like, there's so many plot points that they could go on for another twelve issues. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like well, it's kind of proof with uh, New Superman. His- his title was changed after about 10 issues to New Superman and the Justice League of China. Yeah. And it didn't sell that well, and it got canceled, unfortunately, despite being a really good series. So I feel like getting like, oh, we're having this huge series called Justice League of Australia. 
that won't sell that well, but if it's a miniseries, it probably will. And if that's popular enough, then people get used to the characters, and then it could turn into a series. As a former Australian yourself, would you read Justice League of Australia? Well, yeah, I, I would, <laughs> but I would also read like Justice League of Russia or Justice League of Japan or anything like that. Like I read yeah. Justice League of China, and I loved it. So I'm just saying, like a general audience might not be as attached to. Oh, a Justice League of Moscow. Let, let's the reboot Justice the Justice League. League International, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> well, even like Justice League of America was like in Rebirth at the start of Rebirth with the yeah. Lobo. Do you remember that team? That was bad. even, yeah, that was a terrible title because it was JLA, but it was about protecting the world, not just America. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, now the regular Justice League does that. But anyways, moving on. Uh, Batman has a new suit in this. Well, old suit. He's not, not using the same one as yeah as when he was uh, in Russia trying to stop Superman, where he had the nice yellow logo. A little sad to see that suit go. Yeah, he just has like a basic Hashera one, kind of looks like. Yeah. Also, Superman wears the undies now. Most unfortunate because he doesn't wear them in the beginning of this story. Well, he he's been wearing it for the past few issues. But he wasn't wearing it like in the beginning. Yeah, in the beginning he wasn't. I wonder if when they when they release the full trade, will they add the undies on? Oh, probably. I wouldn't be surprised. Ooh, ooh. Meaning the issues are rare. Meaning issue one will be a collector's item? Yeah. Um, anyway, we got a flashback to the end of Watchmen 12 with, with the giant squid on top of the city and Manhattan that, set. That, that, looks looks like, that, that looks so much like the original art, too. Yeah, like the colorization that they used for it. Oh, my God, it's beautiful. Um, but he says that like he's been in this situation before where millions of lives are complicated to try to get peace. So, uh, and he says that he became part of the lie, which I just think his internal monologue, this entire issue was so interesting. Um, I like Batman talking to Rorschach too, uh, Reggie trying to get him to, uh, live a better life because he doesn't want to put on the Rorschach mask because it gives him a bad message. And Batman basically says like, you, you make of it what you want to make of it. So it doesn't have to be that message of a bad thing. Right. Kind of, that kind of plays into like how I the bat I feared the bat and now I made the bat a better purpose or in that Detective One Thousand oh, yeah. when he had like yeah. the the gun of Joe Chill, even though I don't think that's canon. Uh, it was a bad gun in my life and it has bad memories, but now it serves a better purpose. So it, it's kind of like a very Batman scene. I like I love the way Johns wrote that. Like it looks like Warshak Two is kind of having a panic attack in a way, and Batman is just like slowly grabbing his hand and putting the Rorschach mask in his hand, and he says, quote-unquote, you see a monster when you look at the mask, but you can take it, change it, make people see something else. Yeah. So, so like, such a Batman line. I love it. Uh, yeah, it, it felt like straight, out of, like straight out of, like, the uh, Justice League animated series, to be honest. Um, so Manhattan explains to Superman that I changed your life, I'm responsible for the death of your parents, and I did it out of cold curiosity. So are you going to destroy me, or am I going to destroy everything? Superman looks all angry, like he's about to punch. Manhattan just this is this coming is to him. This is the scene, right? From the fight uh, we've been waiting for forever. Yeah. So does Superman, Superman destroy Manhattan, or does Manhattan destroy Superman? So Superman goes to punch. Manhattan accepts the punch. So we see a big panel of Superman punching, and who does he punch? But the Russian firestorm trying to attack Manhattan, and Manhattan doesn't get it. He's like, "I ruined your life, and you're still defending me." And it just shows that Superman. Even though he doesn't always know what to do, he knows what's what is right and what is wrong. So it, it's interesting that he didn't want petty revenge. And he asks Manhattan about uh, the picture with Janie and asks about who she is. And Manhattan says that she was, you know, a woman that was important to him. And I, I love the way they did the panel sequence. They did it with like little tiny panels. So we see uh, Manhattan picking up the picture, and then we see his scared face as he becomes Manhattan. Very interesting. Like flashback, yeah. Yeah. And, and Superman, Superman's just trying to be like, who's the girl? And she's like, she was Janie. And Superman says, maybe the darkness you see, maybe it takes everything you have to save your world. Maybe you make that choice. It's kind of like, and when he says, maybe you make that choice, it shows Rorschach putting the mask on. Huh. That's super yeah. clever. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very similar to the Batman quote we were just talking about. Exactly. So, it's, so the story, the moral of the story is you have a choice. And then Manhattan realized, yes, I do have a choice. So the, the next few page sequence is probably my favorite of the entire series. This Manhattan, is insane. Man, Man, Manhattan says, yes, I understand now. 
everything ends as we get a close up on his eyes. And then we get little tiny panels of Lois Lane and Lex Luthor, Mime and Marionette, Batman, Alfred and Rorschach, uh, Johnny, Johnny Thunder, Thunder. Ozymandias. Ozymandias. Not sure who the top right. I think it's Superman. Superman. It's Superman. And, the, and then we get panels of Superman and like lit up in all blue as his logo starts to fade, 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 and then black. And then we get two entire pages of black. One that's like black a whole baby. page of black. And, and one is like nine panel black. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like freaking out. Like, I, I think I was on the black page for like a solid two minutes. Like, I just, I felt like I couldn't turn the page. It was amazing. Yeah. I was just trying to think, like, what the hell is going to happen here? Like, is this. Is it reboot time? <laughs> uh, imagine that in a movie or in an animated movie, like the effects that would have, like the theater all silenced with the black. Oh my god, It'd be amazing! And maybe, maybe slowly you hear like a, like a slight ringing that turns into like a slight boom. Yeah, because you see this, the, you see light, the first the rocket, bit of hope, and the rocket comes with. So the rocket comes from an exploding planet, and it lands on Earth, and. Plenty of generations cross it, uh, whether it's... You see, like, Donald Ford time. Yeah. Yeah. Apes looking at it, and then uh, prehistoric man looking at it in the snow, and then the Kents looking at it. The, the panel sequence, again, is just beautiful, and Manhattan is narrating the whole thing. And he moves the lantern back for Alan Scott so that Super Superman become, is inspired by the JSA and becomes a hero. So instead of his parents dying, he's in the Superboy costume to stop their car from hitting that tree. That, this is a this is a flashback so, to uh, yeah this is a flashback to the night, the night his parents would have died and they did it earlier in there where his parents did die are very in issue one posted on Instagram and I love the side by side to see it yeah so, it's very similar it's issue one in issue one Clark was very depressed to go to this dance because he felt so different this was around the time that his powers were really developing and uh, his father uh, Pa Kent was telling him like don't show anyone your powers like you gotta keep it a secret you gotta you got to not show anyone this because you will die. You will be kidnapped. We'll never see you again. And um, you see in issue one, Paul Kent, before Clark goes to his dances, they've never seen anything like you, Clark. If they did, a lot of them would be afraid. But now, since Alan Scott lived, Paul Kent says, When I was a boy, my father told me stories of the Justice Society of America, wartime heroes, who made us feel super safe, inspired us all to do our part. But that was decades ago. So if you're telling me you're ready to get out there and show everyone what you can do, well, the world is ready too, Clark. So instead of the world being afraid of Thanks, someone's powers, <laughs> they're ready. Yeah, well, even then, like, in issue one, Clark says, okay, and walks away and says, thanks for the ride. But now he's like, thanks, Pa. Like, I will. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, he's inspired. And then he stops, he stops them from hitting the tree, and he's in a Superboy costume. And just like the way Gary Frank drew it, so beautiful. And now Earth embraced him, uh, and we see the Legion of Superheroes watching him on TV also become inspiring. Because of the Justice Society still existing, Superman is inspired, and because of Superman existing, the Legion is inspired. So they're willing to come forward, come back to us. Extremely interesting. And now the metaverse has to change around, around this action. Johnny Thunder, I mean, this is one of my favorite reactions of the entire thing. He's like, I, I did it, didn't I? And then the is ring he, is he realized like he brought the society back. Oh, he helped bring the society back. Yeah, as the lantern glows around him and the Legion of Superheroes rings glows with him. And then Ozzy is like, What are you doing, John? And I even I, I love the narration. The future and the past are free. And as Superman is being beat all around, there's people coming up to his help. You remember us now, don't you, Cal? Jay Garrick. Sorry we're late, son. Such a Jay Garrick thing to say, by the way. Love it. And then Superman looks hopeful in that bottom right panel as we get one of my favorite splash pages of all time. I'll come out and say it. Of the Legion of Superheroes, yeah, no, I... Justice Society, <laughs> and Superman all running. In the lead. Superman in the lead, too. Yeah. Everyone just following him as they all charge at the enemy. And this even this isn't just the original uh, Justice Society. Like You get other members in there, too. You see Power Girl. You see... Hawkman, or no, I guess Hawkman was an original member. Mr. Terrific. So characters that weren't really on the society until later on, they're all there. Yeah. So, it's nice. And Jay Garrick in that bottom corner, I know you like. Of course, love Jay Garrick. And and Liberty Bell back there, by the way, Jesse Quick, mm -hmm. which is an awesome touch. Um, so 
I think this is amazing. I think this splash page is great. I think it's some of the best art I've ever seen. I think it would have been way more impactful if we didn't have Bendis' Legion going on and if we didn't have the JSA appearing in Justice League. I agree, yeah. If they weren't back, if this was their real first reintroduction, everyone would have been mind-blown. Although, also, if this came out a year ago, everyone would have really been mind-blown. Yeah, it's still great. I just wish that, you know, it was more because I know it could have been more. But, with you know, I don't expect other writers to stop what they're doing just for Doomsday Clock. But that being said, I don't think the Justice Society should have been in the Justice Doom more. And I think they should have held off Legion just a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. Justice Society yeah. and the Justice Doom War was just like, hey, look, because remember then, these guys <laughs> like like I just saw Jay Garrick in, you know, Justice League Justice two weeks ago. It would have been way more impactful if I haven't seen him in years. I haven't seen him since the button, right? And all of a sudden I see Sorry We're Late, son. I would have been like, yes! But instead you're just like, yes! <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm still happy. I just, you know. And then uh, we get start, uh, sort of an, an explanation. Uh, this is, again, like I, I keep saying this is my favorite part, but uh, Manhattan starts narrating what's happening about how he's inspired by <laughs> Man of Tomorrow. And uh, he says, uh, I see tomorrow, the Man of Tomorrow. And for the first time, I am inspired. And then he gives, he gives uh, the the metaverse happening around him. So it's April 18th, 1938. Superman lifts the car above his head in Metropolis. But decades later, a police scientist is struck by lightning, which is, and the birth of the speed force happens, which is Barry Allen. And this shifts the timeline forward for the first time, creating the multiverse. Earth two is born because of this, but then there's the crisis and the earth divides again. Earth one becomes earth 1985. Little on the nose could have been earth 85, I think, but still. Yeah. Um, and then they understand why the Earths exist. Every time something changes with Superman, a new Earth is created, essentially. He is so. the basically the center of the universe. Yeah, and he, says, and he says that more of these Earths are created because of my interference. After the Flashpoint and this rebirth, wink, wink, Earth-52 mm-hmm. is out there, and he looks beyond that. So known as Earth-52. Yeah, if Earth-52 is New-52, and notice they're all frowning because it was a very dark era. Yeah. And then we get uh, the year 2020, where Superman's timeline is bombarded by reckless energies. The old gods once again rep, uh, warping the metaverse. And then we get 2025, and we get like a big page of a bunch of heroes running. So Jessica Cruz is there to show it's we're in the rebirth era here. Uh, Wally's wearing his rebirth suit, and Dick is wearing his rebirth suit. Interestingly enough, Donna's wearing her old red suit from the pre-52, and Babs is wearing her old Batgirl suit from like the 70s and 80s i like that suit actually i I like it too and if they kept that her main i wouldn't be mad but i'm just interesting that they use rebirth suits for some and not for others aquaman is clean shaven too yeah but mura is in her rebirth suit okay so out of everything on this page what do you think i'm looking at uh i mean the flash characters correct now you see somebody running in front of wally correct yeah in the in the red and yellow so at first i was like oh yeah that's bart right wrong yeah look at the red ponytail that's irie oh that is yeah what the heck and that and that's jai (laughs) in the the big green suit that's jai i gotta thank a follower of mine i'm pretty sure he listens to the show too uh i believe his name's harper uh harper harper something like that harper shout out to you you pointed this out to me and i'm gonna make a post out of it because of that so that's a good point yeah I i didn't get those two jai and irie running with them hell yeah jay garrick there too i mean does, it, does this mean that Irie's going to become Kid Flash? Because, yes, please. Alan uh, flying with the other lanterns is nice. No Kyle, but, you know, no Simon, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nightwing's I mean, suit is fairly new. Cool. There's no finger stripes. It's kind of a bad suit, in my opinion. There's no finger stripes. He's got really short hair. Uh, no blue on the legs. Essentially the rebirth suit, isn't it? No. The rebirth suit has uh, the blue on the legs, and the symbol's a little different. It kind of goes on the shoulders. Oh, interesting. And he has a blue mask. So. What about Batwing up in the top right corner? Yeah. Oh, oh boy, at- bring on Luke Fox Batman. Yeah, he was definitely there on purpose. <laughs> and, well, even more on purpose, they bring up Earth 5G being born. So, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so Earth 5G. 5G, we talked about, uh, it had like almost a whole episode, actually, that we covered it. Uh, but it's supposed to be the next reboot of DC Comics in 2021 where... You know, Luke Fox is taking over for, for Batman. Captain Boomerang is taking over. Captain Boomerang Jr. is taking over for the Flash. Jonathan Kent's going to become Superman. That kind of whole thing. And now it's being referenced in an actual comic. Ah, scary with Luke on the same page. Ah, 
Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> For, but Nobody if they're going to do that, I'm surprised that. they didn't include John because they do have Legion members in this page. No, I or, mean, this was written before John was in the Legion. But but I'm saying, uh, why wouldn't, like, if, if you're going to do, like, a whole, like, here, 5G is coming page, I'm surprised they didn't do, like, uh, hey, these are some of the heroes you might see. Like, Luke is there, right? You would think they would have some of the other ones who are going to be. But, like, Luke is the only one. <laughs> yeah. And Batman's still here, too, with a new, with the yellow logo again. But it, I kind of prefer the yellow logo when it's popping out a bit. I'm, I'm a yellow oval kind of guy, so I like it. Uh, but I like it too. but uh, there's some interesting foreshadowing, or probably not foreshadowing, but like a little uh, future tease by John. So he says uh, that in 2026, Superman goes on a quest to find Bruce Wayne's lost daughter so she could save Bruce's son. Interesting. Uh, the Secret Crisis, which is the crossover I love this. Marvel and I DC, love where Superman is in a brawl with Thor himself. And a green behemoth, stronger than even Doomsday, dies protecting Superman from these invaders. The Hulk. Hulk. Secret, yeah. like how they always have, uh, like, secret... Secret um, Wars. Yeah, Secret Wars and Secret Empire and all that stuff. And now Crisis, which is DC's thing. That, that was a cool touch. Yeah, Secret Crisis is a good name. And, man, 10 years? I don't want to wait 10 years for that. Hulk <laughs> sacrificing himself for Superman? That sounds awesome. Dude, I thought Secret Crisis was coming when Scott Snyder and Jason Aaron were like, oh, yeah, that would be cool. Hmm, you're writing Justice League and I'm writing Avengers. Let's do it. Like, come on, yeah, do on it. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then we get in 2038, Superman appears for the first time. And uh, they they keep shifting forward. So uh, April 18th, uh, 2038 makes a different date where Jonathan and Martha find a baby named Colin while they already have a baby in their hands. Uh, and then in 2045, they find a girl, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. they find a, a three-year-old daughter, Clara. And it keeps shifting forward, 2162, 2965. Superman keeps arriving for the first time, and we get a new Earth. And Manhattan finally realizes what's Superman's purpose, that he'll show people the way. And that was insane. I, I thought it was great. I don't know. I, I love the idea of, like, Superman's hope could even get somebody who's so hopeless like Dr. Manhattan. Well, even to, to quote a Manhattan quote about Superman here, he says, The rocket arrives, the child is love, Superman is made. I now understand Superman's true purpose. He will show them the way. And in a millennium, when, he's, when his timeline converges with the legions, humankind will finally embrace the ways of Superman. He is the bridge stretching across generations that will lead everyone to peace. Great quote. And then... It's like, goddamn. And then Manhattan, <laughs> Manhattan signals everyone... Uh, from the Watchmen universe to to him, and uh, he tells Adrian that he knows what he did. And Adrian, still confident as hell, says that once he learned about the vision of Superman uh, and Superman himself, that it was a simple initiative. That he had to convince him of his powers to save their world. Uh, then he had to he had to basically show him that Superman's inspiration and that would make him save the world. But then but then Ozzy says, "Let's go home and get shot." Yeah, <laughs> like comedian. Like that was out of nowhere. <laughs> comedian shoots him. I at first thought that is uh, his cat did that because <laughs> there's no bang or anything. You don't see any sound effects. It's just the cat jumping. His cat goes flying. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. Like, I definitely not expecting to die. Like, Goddamn asshole! Whoa, hunter cursing. I'm telling. No, no, I'm sorry. That wasn't. <laughs> I was in the comedian mood. Go kill Mime and Marionette, but then Lex Luthor stops him with like a vibration type gun that sends him back to his own universe. So he goes back to his death on October 11th, 1985. The glass shatters as he goes flying out of the building. Interesting. Falling off his robe. But yeah. And um, then Rorschach 2 stops the bleeding on Vite with the Rorschach mask. And it's just showing that. Uh, the mask can be used for a better purpose, and he says, "You're not Rorschach." Oh. And then Reggie replies, "Rorschach is me." I thought it was cool ending. Think of that that way. Used as a better purpose. Yeah, it all, it all it all goes back to Batman. Holy crap! <laughs> That's so clever. Um, it is used uh, for a better purpose. So we finally wrap up what's going on with Carver Coleman, which was interesting. He didn't die. He lived. He died yeah. in 2005 of age, pretty much. Yeah, and they talk about how he was uh, one of the first big gay actors, and uh, he fought for like you know rights for. Um, I'm, I'm trying to find where they said. It. Oh, uh, he fought for like uh, gay rights and. Um, 1973. Yeah. yeah, 
seventies, and then yeah, he dies in the two thousands. But like people, people love him and his slogan, "Don't be afraid of what you feel." So that was nice, nice learning for him. Yeah, uh, the Justice Society is there on the news, and uh, Alan's like, you know, I survived Joe McCarthy's uh, Inquisition, so I'm sure we'll uncover the truth here too. So that was a nice little reach. And then uh, we get wrap-ups to a little bit of everyone's story. Batman putting Rorschach's journal in the Batcave. I hope that gets... You don't have to reference it. Just show it at some point. Yeah, in I'm Batman sure. comics. Because I feel like the writers are going to forget about that. But hopefully they you don't. You put it in a glass case right next, next to, to Joe Chill's gun. Yeah. So that's like oh, two yeah. big moments in his life. Yeah. Um, and then Clark... And Lois meet up with Jonathan and Martha because Jonathan and Martha are now alive. And I absolutely love that little panel sequence there. I miss it. It's just so nice <laughs> to see Clark with his parents. And he's wearing glasses too. So it's like, is this, does he have a secret identity? Yeah. <laughs> like if, if, if he doesn't need the secret identity, why would he be wearing glasses? Maybe just because he likes them yeah. or something. I mean, he grew up with them in a way. Yeah. Uh, but and yeah, then, just it's nice to see him. And then this is where Manhattan has his dream of what would have happened if he didn't become Manhattan, which was cool. Um, was, well, red, just red, we're wrapping up stories too. It looks like uh, my marionette got the night all ship. Lex Luthor, he is looking at one of the photograph photograph yeah, photographs of uh, Manhattan, and he says Bite had the right idea, but it can be improved upon. So, uh oh. Setting up the next crisis. Apex likes no thanks. Big <laughs> <laughs> um, one. Oh no! Also, um, we get uh, Reggie visiting Byron's grave. That's the one from the asylum in that one issue. So glad they wrapped up that story. Yeah, and you see a moth flying by his and, flashlight. And Ozzy Mandy's goes to prison, and there's this girl visiting him with the cat. Oh yeah. Not sure what what that was setting up there. Yeah, maybe he has a daughter somewhere. Or... Uh, I'm curious. Well, I always thought Ozymandias was gay based on the... Um, like, oh, yeah, maybe, so. maybe just a niece or something? I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm wondering if somebody who's inspired by him, like somebody Uh-oh. like Luther that thinks his idea can be improved upon. Uh-oh. <laughs> but yeah, Marinette has uh, her baby, and the baby is taken, and it's missing from the nursery, <laughs> and Manhattan takes it. Well, he, because he saw himself in the baby, right? Yeah, so so he saw... he. Well, it's the message of Superman that with the right parents, any child can be great. So we see John as a child and his father throwing out his watch set, which wasn't great raising. And then we see Pa Kent inspiring Clark with the stars. So stars, yeah. the, the message is any child can be great given the right, you know, raising. And uh, Manhattan's on Mars in a suit with the child. And uh, look, John, a falling star. Shall we make a wish? And Manhattan says he even believes in wishes again. Then his mind wanders about what it would have been like for him and Janie. And he goes to drop off the kid at the Hollis residence with an owl clock. Nice little touch. So is that Owlman? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hollis. Isn't that his last name? I couldn't remember. I thought it was. Yeah, it's but... Owlman and Silk Spectre. I knew that yeah. was Silk Spectre because of the, the uh, mole she has below her eye. So. Yeah. Well, his name's Hollis Mason, isn't it? I can't remember. But yeah, he, he has like the mustache. and So he's retired. He's clearly well, retired. Well, actually, interestingly... No, no, no. So Night Owl 2 is Daniel. The first Night Owl was named Hollis. That's interesting that it says Hollis. Is this the, isn't the first Night Owl, like, hella old, though? Well, he dies in Watchmen. Yeah, he does. He's beat up by those people, huh? That's interesting. I, I assume this is the regular Night Owl that we know. But her name, and the kid's name is Sally? Huh, that, that ending is a little bit of a... You know, I, gotta, I gotta do a little bit more research. Hmm. We're not prepared. <laughs> I know, I know, we're not prepared, and we're live on the, and we're live on the mic. But uh, anyway, yeah. the kid is dropped off at the house... And uh, she says, my name's Sally. What's yours? And the kid is a man in a suit with the Manhattan lug on his Not forehead. Not a man in a suit. A kid in a suit. Like, I mean, like, a boy. I meant like a boy in a suit. Yeah. And, yeah, man. Boy in a suit with the Manhattan logo on his forehead. And uh, he says, John calls me Clark. And that's where it ends. He looks a lot like young Clark, too. Just a bit more 
preppy, I guess, combed hair to the side, you know, gray suit, uh, briefcase. And John calls me Clark. Those are the last words. And then the, the quote at the end is, every child comes with a message that God is not yet discouraged of man. Yeah. The end. The end. And the, the very last page is a Carver Coleman Hollywood uh, star and some flowers put on there and Manhattan's picture put on there too. Yeah. So that was, wow, what a book. <laughs> yeah. Doomsday Clock is over. I can't believe it's over. I mean, I've been waiting for this day for so long, but like, I can't believe it's here now. Yeah. Like, after reading the issue, I was just like, wow, 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 wow. Like, where do I go from here? <laughs> yeah, it was like silent. And then like, I don't want to read City of Bade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, what do I read next? Anything's going to suck. <laughs> so It's over. What do you rate the series? I mean, 10 out of 10. I love this series. I, I'm not a big event guy, but I think this is my favorite event ever. I just think it was so, written so well. I can't wait to read it all in one sitting because I know it's going to be even better. I just, I, I think it's amazing that Johns was able to take the Watchmen characters and add them to the DC universe in a way that didn't feel like forced money grab. I, I thought this was a great way to show the power of Superman's hope. And for any Warner Brother executive saying, oh, Superman, you know, Superman's hope doesn't matter. Nobody cares about that. He's boring. No, this is exactly what Superman's character is all about. This book right here. Yeah, read this book. Don't don't make a live action of this book. Just leave it as a comic for now. Doomsday but, Clock live action directed by Zack Snyder. No. <laughs> Maybe Aquil will finally get his wish. But <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's a 10 out of 10 book. I highly recommend it. Read Watchmen first, of course, but it is the perfect sequel. It is like, they gave Doctor Manhattan a happy ending, which is nice to me. They gave every living character kind of a happy ending the ones who died died except for i guess ozymandias who got what he deserved he, you know prison so it's nice it's just a nice book yeah anyways well we still have a we're 36 minutes of the podcast and still have a lot of comics to get through so yes well this is the clock was definitely gonna be the big focus of this of this episode so I'm, the other I'm ones will best. be like lightning round kind for, of for, for a little bit of long time listeners i think every time we've done doomsday clock it's been just like so long on the podcast but yeah yeah i mean i'm assuming that was your pick of the week of course we didn't talk about pick of the week or cover of the week but oh, i just yeah. assumed as much that yeah. it was pick of the week. And really cover of the week too i thought the cover was so beautiful yeah Obviously. The Superman logo with a little blood drip on it. Oh, so good. All right. Um, I guess since we're talking about endings, let's talk about Batman 85, a.k.a. the end of City of Bane, a.k.a. the end of Tom King's Batman run. We made it. (laughs) Hey, Alexa, play Celebration by Cool and the Gang. Yeah, Tom King's Batman run is over. (laughs) Well, technically not over. He still has a maxi series to go. Then there's no dig on on Tom King. I think Tom King's a wonderful writer. Before people get mad at me, I think Tom King is a wonderful writer. Visions is great. Mr. Miracle is great. I think some of his Batman is quite great. Wasn't interested in City of Bane much. Didn't think it ever really amounted to much. I hope Bat and Cat is great. Here we go. Are you going to be reading Bat Cat? Definitely. 100%. Yeah, I will be too. I think Tom King's niche is doing 12 issue maxi series. So. I have, best, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I have more faith in Bad Cat. And, I mean, the Clayman art is going to be so amazing. Oh, yeah, 100%. But, anyways, this issue kind of wraps up. So, when we last, last left off, uh, Bane was shot in the head. Lived, I guess. Uh, Thomas Wayne, Flashpoint Batman, is about to fight Batman. And so and Catwoman. So, this kind of goes through several different scenes. So, I guess we'll do one scene at a time. Uh, what do you think of the ending of Thomas Wayne? So, Catwoman kind of cracks his back and starts to choke him out slams his face down and just like that it's over in a way i don't i don't know i mean this whole run seems to be or this whole uh arc of city of bane seems to be a lot of like gotcha you know subverting your expectations here (laughs) did did you expect that (laughs) uh thomas wayne does use a gun finally and while saying and wayne's we rise which i was like man i like that quote but now i don't like that quote (laughs) (laughs) The, so quote's been, the, the, the original purpose of the quote was great, and now it's gone a little bit off the haywire. But regardless. Uh, he's screaming at Batman that he's not Batman, and Batman just kind of punches him and be like, and you're not my father. Yeah. Um, he goes to, Thomas Wayne goes to prison, and I guess he shares a bunk with Bane. <laughs> no way. But I don't get it. Isn't Bane dead? No, apparently not. Apparently he lived. He's going to be... Uh, Bane Grayson. Or, what did I say before? 
Rick Van, yeah, yeah, yeah you, did make a, you, did, you did make a reference to this. Jump Brian. ahead, but um, I do Brian. love what Bane does to Flashpoint Batman. He picks him up and snaps his back, flat, like uh, just like he did to Batman all those years ago with the knee, while saying, fine, rest in peace, Batman. There's no escape, Batman. Time to die, Batman. This is the end, Batman, and snaps his back. This is a quote from We Are... Or, I am Bane? Is that the story? The third Tom King Batman story. Yeah, I am Bane. I am Bane. Where Batman says this to Bane, when Bane says, like, you're going to die, Batman, and Batman says, I've heard that every night. I hear rest in peace. There's no escape. Yeah, it was die. a nice callback. So it was a little reference to 2016 Tom King. Also, I kind of like Thomas's dream of being with Martha again. <laughs> yeah, I do too. He's just dreaming of a better life. Yeah. I think that was a, just a flashback too. It wasn't necessarily a dream. Uh, I thought it was a dream because it leads back into him saying like when he's with Bane, uh, he says like good night, Martha. So, oh yeah, true. Um, There's there's a bar scene where um, the Gotham Knights are playing football and Bruce is watching uh, with. um, I I was so uninterested in the bar scene. I didn't mind it. It's Kite Man that he's talking to. Hey. Yeah, I just I I found no interest in it. I mean, it's just like a little thing that Bruce is like being like a happier. He goes yeah. to bars now to listen to this, the game, and he meets new friends. He met Kite Man officially, and Catwoman eventually joins him in the end, too. Yeah, not, not thought, for me personally. Um, Other stories, there was the Gotham Girl wrap-up. So Yeah, uh, that, was, that was a nice wrap-up. Um, I, I thought, you know, the end of her arc was nice with the Platinum Kryptonite. Yeah, giving so Batman was able to give Gotham Girl her powers back, which is basically Superman's powers. And without her being killed by by doing it, do you think and another basically... another writer will ever touch Gotham Girl other than Tom King? Maybe in a few years. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we won't see Gotham Girl for a while. She's yeah. basically just Supergirl. But um, the entire time they're talking is she keeps asking Bruce if he's going to get married, and he's just like, "Oh no, no!" It's like you should get married to Catwoman. You should do it. Um, we do get uh, scenes with Catwoman where um, I like the the rooftop scenes how they're. There's one panel, especially where Batman's running away from Catwoman, stops, looks back as she's standing there, and then jumps to her roof, and uh, she says, I love you, Bat, I love you so much, and then they kiss. I thought that was nice, and it's kind of showing, like, they're going to be back together. Though, yeah. there might not be a wedding, it seems. I mean, the end of Bat Cat, I'm sure, will have some kind of little tease, but <laughs> I don't know. Saying, you know. They get married now, but they forgot, and then they're just like, oh, well, you love me, I love you, we're together, like... Do we need to get married? And it's just like, yeah, yeah, well, I guess we and, and I think that's what it's going to be. I don't think they're ever going to like get married per se. I think it'll just be like, we're together. I, I want them to get married. That, that, well, that, that way, if a future writer doesn't want to write with Catwoman, it's easy to explain. That's what I feel like they're leading to. Dang it. They should get married. There is a beautiful splash page of Batman and Catwoman kind of side by side, and around them is flashbacks to. They're, when they first met, them the ridiculous yeah, that, that, age of her riding yeah, the, a tiger. The spread was nice. Yeah, you see him proposing, and it's it's a nice page. And then finally, there is the epilogue, which is like, uh oh, well, setting up uh, Tony uh, Tinion's Batman. I guess so, but it sets up Joker. I think I feel when I read this, I thought it was setting up five G. That's what I thought at first, but then I was like, oh, wait, never mind. So there's these two Joker grunts, and they're, they're building some bombs, and uh, they check their phone, and they say, oh, Superman revealed his identity. He's a identity. He's just a guy. Like, he's a reporter. And they're yeah. just like, wow. Uh, and then Joker comes in, and it's just like, and they ask Joker's like, hey, you know who Batman is, right? Why don't you reveal his identity? And Joker's just like, oh, if I were to do that, that would be my last joke. Like, that would be the end of Batman. I can't do that now. And then he kind of stops and goes, Wait, that sounds a hell of a lot of fun, though. And then it says at the bottom, the end is coming in 2020. Yeah, and what do you think of him? <laughs> I like the little details, like him uh, smashing their faces in, and then they got, like, the tears behind the mask. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I missed it at first when I scrolled by. I thought they were just smiling, and I was like, wait, no, those are tears. But, yeah, the yeah. end is coming 2020, so. Oh, boy. I mean, I, Tinion's job here, if 5G is true, is to set up Luke Fox, so... It starts with little things like Lucius Fox is going to be the Alfred person type. And now Bruce Wayne, the end is coming in 2020. Yeah, I mean, it, it would have been cool if it said like, well, it would have been normal if it said like to be continued in 2020. Yeah, but the end is coming in 2020. 
That makes me like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't want Bruce to leave. Can't yeah, wait to but... read more Marvel than DC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what did you make of the end of City of Bane? Satisfying? I didn't mind. I That's actually like the ending. I straight up yeah. say I like the ending. I wasn't a fan. I, I just I... felt like the whole arc fell flat. Like after a few good issues of build up that took a little too long, but they were finally building up to something, and then I'm like, fell flat on its face, and then now it's kind of just like, eh. Like shooting someone in the head and they're alive. Now we've done this twice in King's Batman run. I'm I'm over it. I don't know. I'm just I'm ready for the next Batman run. I'm I'm over it. I'm excited for the next Batman run. I'm, and so I'm yeah, also I'm over Bat it. King. Like this isn't I, a big dig on Tom King. I, I am excited for Batcat. I'll be reading Batcat. Yeah, I will be too. I didn't like City of Bane, but I did like the ending. Okay, that's fair. I didn't like City of Bane. I didn't really care for the ending. Much, Instead so. of rating the ending would you rate out of 10 tom king's entire batman run 85 issues see that's tough because i think it started out really great i think it really derailed and then i really think it like really hit a low and then it got on back for a little bit and then kind of down yeah i don't know it's hard to put a number on on the spot i will give it six i was gonna say a six five maybe a six i don't know I like. I don't want to sound like I, you know, fully hate it because there are a lot of arcs that I like. I like the I Am trilogy. I like uh, Cold Days. I like uh, <laughs> leading up to the wedding. Uh, rules of engagement. I liked a lot, except for the Talia thing. But I like the in general yeah. rules of engagement. I liked a lot yeah. of the filler arcs with like the bat. The bat family were in a lot of the fillers. Yeah. Like, at dinner and yeah. um, I like the Swamp Thing issue. Yeah. No, I agree with a lot of that. I think there's a lot of like standout <laughs> issues, but. I felt like a lot of it felt like it was building something better. Like, hold on, wait for this. And we got a lot of arcs that just fell flat. The yeah. Dark really fell flat. Everybody Loves oh, I really fell flat. Yeah. So I think back to those, and I think back to some of the ones pre-City of Bane, and I'm kind of just like, eh. And like at the end of the day, City of Bane feels like it amounted to nothing. What about, yeah. the, what about the villains taking over the city? What about the government not going into Gotham? Are we ever going to find out about this? I guess not. Because Lex Luthor arranged that with Bane, where I'm, I'm going to tell the government to stay out of Gotham. Nobody's allowed in Gotham. What's the fallout of this? It wasn't even touched on in this issue. What about the yeah. villains taking over the full GCPD? I don't know. It just didn't work for me. That's a good point, yeah. So Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> okay, well, that's uh, Tom King's Batman Run. Uh, join us in a few weeks from now where we'll review the start of Tinion's Batman run. Yes. Yeah, so uh, we'll Batman like drag Batman. From now when Batcat 1 comes out. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's out in March. <clears throat> yeah, I can't wait for the Bat. Cat. Yeah. Stay on the Batman run. You want to go over Batman Last Night on Earth? Yes. Another thing finishing this past Wednesday. Batman Last Night on Earth number three. Three out of three. I think we both agree on this. Uh, issue two came out a long time ago. So do you remember what? Guess when issue two came out? Uh, like the month, July. Yep, yeah. came out in July, and now we got the next issue in December. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess because Greg Capullo did all the art, like there weren't any other artists working on it, so maybe that's why. But I understand. Yeah, I it, understand it, that. That, but... did, that did take a long time. Like they should have delayed i think two a little bit so it was closer to three they should have just started one like do do the three joker thing that fabox doing don't never, release ne- the first wait, issue the, until the three joker thing where it never comes out yeah that's one news like just keep me on the batman truck real quick uh three jokers is getting released date apparently this week so oh is that real apparently it's fabox edit so oh boy so yeah apparently we're getting released date this week and they they delayed the release date so long because they wanted issue one and issue two to be finished completely before announcing the release date. And then by the time issue one comes out, issue three will be done. So this one, they just kind of issue one's done. Let's release it. (laughs) So yeah, because of that, we got a big delay. I had no idea what was holding on our first, first few pages. Yeah. I was completely 100% lost. And I was like, I was trying to think of the end of issue two and I'm like, why can't I even think what happened? Yeah, when I was thinking about like what happened, I remember issue one. Issue one was fantastic. When yes. it's just like his villains or his doctors. I'm just like, can you remember that? Well, what happened after that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember him and him and Joker like finding their way to Wonder Woman and uh they were in that place where like you see like it was like the pure darkness, but you see things that 
you want or something oh, like I that. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so that's, uh, where they, that's where they start with him and Jim, where they look like they're young and stuff. And then it turns out that Jim's actually incredibly old and like sickly looking. I'm blind. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, Batman Last Night on Earth is a three part uh, series. It's black label, so it's rated R. And um, it's basically just a non-canon story of what if Batman was in a universe where he was in the future where everyone's old and the world's ending. So that's the gist of it. Um, Don't have to really recap the issue. There's some moments I like. Joker becomes like Robin in a very Snyder-y robot suit. So um, I wasn't a fan of the design. I did like the line when he was trying to think of a line to go into the secret lair. Or it's just like, I need a line like, holy open sesame seeds, Batman, or holy evil underground hideout, Batman. And <laughs> yeah, he just straight up swears when it opens. I like that. Um, I liked how the evil, like the future, this is another future evil Batman, because writers love that. In his Batcave, instead of having like displays of like Robin suits and stuff, he has displays of people he's killed. So you see Sinestro's suit, you see... Which, hold up, Sinestro's suit is a construct, doesn't make sense. You see Black Adam's suit, which also, how do you get that off of him? Because it comes when he says Shazam. You see Brainiac's suit, you see Black Manta's suit, Cheetah pinned up on a wall, um, Bizarro, Joker himself, a few people to just name, Deadshot, Solomon Grundy, I'll stop. (laughs) (laughs) Basically villains. Yeah, I like that idea. This evil Batman ends up being the old Bruce Wayne of this uh, universe, I Kind of don't know why I didn't expect that. For some reason, I was thinking Damien, but it was just kind of like, oh. Um, the, he gets stopped. Uh, Martian Manhunter's old in this, and he's back. Uh, there's a very Snydery fight scene between young Batman and old Batman, and young Batman beats him by using a, like a spear with Darkseid's head at the end. Yeah. Just like, that is... I like that, but I also don't like that. Like, yeah. that's a little too extreme, but it was it was kind of cool. Um, very bloody fight. Greg Apollo draws blood well. But anything you want to add before I get to the epilogue? No, no, go ahead. Okay, well, the epilogue, you see a bat suit, which might be my favorite bat suit I've seen. Like, straight up. What do you really? think of the bat suit? Yeah, no, it, it's it's dope. I, I'm surprised it's your favorite. I don't know. I just really like... So, the, the symbol, it's like a regular bat symbol on the chest, but it's pure yellow. And I like that a lot. And I was wondering why no one ever does that, because that's a... And, I know it's a video game, but Arkham Knight, there is that suit with the golden emblem. I think it looks awesome. It looks awesome in comics, too. I wish we got more of that. Yeah, I, I, I feel like it would be tough, I don't know, to make it not look cheesy. Because I could see the wrong artist making it cheesy. Like, Greg Pula makes it look cool, but you know uh, what I mean? That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I see what you mean. Nightwing suit looks cool here, too. And uh, Batgirl suit as well. Yeah. Duke suit is basically just the signal suit, but with a black emblem instead of a white. Actually, but yeah, um, it ends. That's nice. Yeah, it ends with um, Superman's rocket landing, and Baby Clark Kent's in there, and Batman smiles as he picks him up and takes him out. Uh, it seems like the new Justice League is Batman, Jim Gordon, Batgirl, Nightwing, Wonder Woman, jo- Joker slash Robot, Robin, the Signal, and a younger Batgirl, I guess, yeah. which is uh, Dick and Bab's daughter. Yeah. So yeah. And now Baby Clark Kent, which is like... I read this after Doomsday Clock, like right after Doomsday Clock, so I was like... <laughs> you, well, you know, I for any Dick and Babs content, of course. Yeah, but even then, it's just like, I finished Doomsday Clock, and it's just like, oh, every time the rocket lands, it's a new Earth, and then in this issue, a rocket lands, it's just like, oh. Yeah, oh. and also, all the way at the end, when it said, uh, this can't be the end in the quote, I was like, hold yeah. on a minute. What? It's uh, apparently Snyder's last Batman story, but it says this can't be the end. So. Except both issue one and issue two went back for reprints because they sold out. I wouldn't be surprised if this one sells out, meaning sales are obviously there. Uh, does this mean we're this getting can't more? be the yeah. end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I, if, if it is, I called it. I was like, I, they're going to see the sales and make another one. But Well, even yeah. like All-Star Batman was supposed to be Scott Snyder's last Batman story. Yeah, I, like, I just feel like, like I've heard this before. He's like, all right, I'll come back for Detective Comics 1000. And then it's like... I hated uh, All-Star Batman, by the way. I did, too. It wasn't that... It it was a super cool concept. Yeah, I just just think it didn't... 
go well. I don't know. Well, I even it's just like, oh, Two Face is wanted. He has this huge battery on his head. You kill Two Face, you're the richest man in the world. So Batman needs to take Two Face and get him somewhere safe. And it's like a, it was kind of Scott Snyder described as like a buddy cop thing where good cop, bad cop, and Batman's just driving Two Face across the world. Which sounded, to- which sounded kind of interesting. I just thought it came out pretty badly. But it was like it was only three issues for that arc. Junior Junior was on art. Sorry, Romita. And oh yeah, Jr. Jr. Like, I forgot about that. And when Killer Croc came out, and it's just like a box. box. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> here we go. So yeah. yeah oh well. Anyways, so, uh, what do you rate last night on Earth? Um, as a whole or this issue? Mm, I was gonna say as a whole, but if you want to just do the issue. Well, no. So as a whole, I mean, I guess it's not as fair because I, you know, I think if I read it all in one sitting, I'd like it better. But mm-hmm. I'll go like a seven point five out of ten. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a cool concept. It's nice to see Snyder and Capullo one last time. That being said, the flow from waiting so long in between issues, and like I said, if I read it all in one sitting, it's probably a higher rating. But the flow just didn't work for me. Because if you're writing it as separate issues, then you need some kind of flow. Yeah. So I felt like three issues might have been a little too short for this, and as well as delays. It's just it's a cool universe, you know. And there's a lot of characters in this, and they never really, they don't have time to explain everyone. Yeah. So, it's just like, oh, uh, Nightwing and uh, Batgirl, they have a daughter. And yeah. anyways, let's move on. <laughs> so, it's yeah, like, oh, basically. Uh, why is she bald? Why does she have tattoos on her head? Why does she have, <laughs> like, a ton of tattoos? And how old is she? So, I just had a lot of questions. Apparently, Tim and Damien are dead. So yeah. Just, like, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if we do some one-shots from this. Yeah, that, that would be cool. I like this universe. It's a cool idea, so I wouldn't mind seeing more. I give it 7.5 as well. I think it would be better in trade, but just looking back in it, I think it started off really well and slowly went down. Mm-hmm. I like the ending. I wasn't a big fan of the issue in general, though. So, yeah. Yeah, Lost Night on Earth. We have, uh, fi- we're at 56 minutes. What comments do you want a lightning speed review? Okay, um, let's go League? Justice League, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, Justice League. What I, do you I think? thought this was the end of the Justice Duel more. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Explain? So, uh, the solicitations say it's the finale. Uh, Scott Snyder even said it was the finale, but it's not the finale. And I, no one said anything about this. I think they just messed up on the solicitations, and Scott just reading that, but was like, "Oh, this must be the final issue." Hey guys, this is the final issue. But I think there's one more part left, and then it's over. Okay, because I was really confused. Like going into this, I was like, "Okay, this is the finale," and then at the end, I was like, "There's." They didn't finish anything. Yeah. Um, uh, so. There's some there's some really, 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 really questionable dialogue in this. Uh, I, I sent a few uh, screenshots or pictures of it to uh, our group chat. I don't know if you saw those, Hunter, but like Lex Luthor calling yeah. uh, telling Batman he has a wicked tongue. What? <laughs> that was just like a line so Luthor could show his tongue thing where it's like venomy. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was badly executed. <laughs> um I think the fight scene between Luther and the League was so good. So, so, so good. It kind of reminded me of the X-Men versus Apocalypse and X-Men Apocalypse. So they each actually land a hit. Oh, yeah, that, that was kind of cool. I like how they did that. I, I thought it was going like, panel, panel looked cool. Oh, Apex Luther is so powerful, he'll destroy everyone. John actually does a solid construct on him. Flash is able, is able to get several punches in. Um, Wonder Woman cuts him in half before he starts to heal up. Uh... Batman ends up like tasing him a lot, and then Superman does this huge punch where he doesn't hold back and just Dragon Ball Z's like style just knocks him through several buildings. Yeah, and so that was cool. Um, in general, though, I read Hell's Horizon before this, unfortunately, and so Hell Horizon takes place after the Justice Do More, and it spoils everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, so it even spoils the next issue of Justice League that hasn't even yeah, come out? It does. So DC made a big boo boo. Um, yeah, they're just accident. like because Luke, like a character says something in that, and it's just like, oh, and then there's that, and I'm like, this took place in Justice League 39. I'm like, what? But Wait, 38 so came out. <laughs> can you say what it was? Because yeah, I, I mean, if you, maybe give a little warning to our listeners if they want to like mute us for you, uh, 30 seconds. The mic. Okay. Uh, you ready? Yeah, I want to hear. I'm interested. Luther is in this. He's Apex Luther. And he talks to Batman and laughs, and he straight up says like he destroyed the Justice League. And this says in issue 39, how like they stood no chance. They had a good fighting fighting at the beginning, but when Martian Manor came back, he just wept the floor with all of them. Ah. So apparently Luther wins the war. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. 
somebody DC must be getting like fired right now for this big mistake. Yeah, so uh, we won't mention that part again, but I guess we'll see that next issue, how that happens. And there was no Justice League members in Hell's Horizon, besides the infected characters. Oh, so okay. you didn't see any Batman or Superman or anything like that. You just see, And it kind of takes place around the same area. Like You don't see the real world, really. It's just but, so, so they had that little box where it's like, oh, this happened in Justice League 39? Yeah. Wow, that's a big mess up. Yeah. But this issue ends with March Manhunter are coming back, which... I don't know why I didn't expect that. So there's two. Oh, I, I expected it 100. When I saw him, I was like, "Yep, Martian Manhunter's back." I, I, okay, sorry. I expected it, but I wouldn't have expected it for two reasons. One, there was no funeral for Martian Manhunter, so if there was a funeral, I didn't, I wouldn't expect him to come back. But there wasn't one. Yeah. And two, the, this in this issue, you see uh, Miss Martian really struggling to keep everyone together, trying to link everyone's mind. She's really struggling. Like, oh, if they had a stronger mind, then they could do it. And then Martian Manhunter came back, so I'm like, okay, yeah. Do you it's like good. the way that Shane sacrificed? Like, I felt absolutely nothing when Shane sacrificed himself. Like, I thought it was a good scene, but, like, I just didn't feel for the character enough to be like, oh, no, he's sacrificing himself. I was kind of just like, okay. I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> I thought it was well-written, though. I like the, the white it, You know, it, it's definitely young... well-written, but I just when you don't feel anything for the character, it kind of comes off as a little hollow. Yeah, I think Snyder kind of was hoping everyone would be like, oh, man, Shane, you, you had to do that. But for me, I was just like, Okay, Shane's going, hey, Martian Manhunter's back, hey. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, I, I rate it like a 8. I like the fight scene a lot. It was really good art. Hey, I'm like 6.5. Honestly, I wasn't crazy about this issue. I just feel like Just Do More is... I mean, I thought it had some good moments, but like... I don't know when I'm when I'm trying to get into like a serious Justice Doom War and it's like, hey, look at me, I'm naked and now I'm on your face. Come on, go get him, Dad. It was just like, What? <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. It was kind of bad dialogue. This is weird. And then even in the beginning with Lex and uh, and John when he was using Sinestro's uh, ultra ultraviolet power, like yeah, some of the dialogue was just very questionable. I, I thought it was cool that Lex was using these powers against them, but didn't work for me. Kind of meh. Yeah. Um. One last comment. You want to quickly go over flash forward? Especially the ending. Oh, I completely forgot flash forward even came out. Yeah. So Did you flash read it. No, 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 I did. I I forgot to okay. review it, like, in reviewing purposes. So flash forward for you. Of course I read it. I read it right after Doomsday Clock. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. So, so flash forward four uh, came out. The beginning, I think, is a little slow. Um, a little bit of Jai, Irie, and, uh, Linda, and Wally, which is nice. Um, and I, I don't know if they were trying to show that, like, when Flashpoint happened, he saw them get, like, sucked away, or this was just kind of like a dream thing that he saw. Yeah, I think this was just a dream. But regardless, it was kind of cool. Um, so he meets another Linda Park. Uh, she's light speed, basically Godspeed of that earth. Really dope suit. I love the way, like, it's basically Godspeed suit, but changed the mask into, like, a Wally type mask. It was, was Wally slash Cyclops <laughs> from the X-Men. Basically. So, it looks cool. Yeah, I like the suit a lot. So, uh, him and Linda run through the speed force, and he's like, I, I'm married to you. Well, another version of you. And she's like, uh, that's kind of weird. Not that I know of. But anyway, they, they run together. She gets to see like all his visions through the Speed Force. It was a really nice little uh, few-page thing. And then uh, she was like, wow, that was great. Maybe when this is over, you could train me. And then he's like, I'm sorry, Lightspeed, but there's only one woman for me in all the multiverse. But then they kiss. So I was like, wait, you just said there was one woman for you, but then you kiss her. <laughs> like, what <laughs> I think it no was just... I think that was just like a little kiss goodbye. But... Yeah, I think, I, I think it would have made more sense to make him hug then, <laughs> like hug or shake hands. Yeah, <laughs> like to I don't know. To, like, I read I read that page twice because as soon as I saw him kiss, he's like, wait. And then I just restart the page. Like, did I read? Yeah, that right? yeah. Like I read that and I'm like, oh, there's only one woman for me. I was like, that's a great Wally line. Like, no matter what, he'll always love Linda. But then he's like, oh, <laughs> kiss her. I mean, it is Linda. Just another also, Earth but Linda. like not his Linda, and also uh, in all the multiverse, there's only one one woman for me. Remember when he was crushing on Donna Troy? Yeah, I didn't forget that. <laughs> I, I did. Thanks a lot, Joe. <laughs> I, I wish I could forget that. <laughs> yeah, but um, it ends with he goes to the place where Jai and Irie were with the dead statues from people in Heroes in Crisis, and he reunites with them, and uh, it's a nice reuniting. Although. Um, I thought it was weird. Like, like Wally wasn't really saying anything. He's kind of just hugging them, and then uh, like you need to do something for us. And uh, he's like, "Oh, absolutely, absolutely, princess, anything." And then they point to something like, "Run!" Yeah, that was a little cheesy. Yeah. So, uh, what are they running against? What are they running from? Who knows? 
But hello, I must be going. Um, I'm ready for Wally to reunite with his family. If issue six is the the four of them together, I'm a happy boy. And yeah, I, I liked. I thought Flash Forward four started a little slow, but once it took off, it took off. I wish it had more room to grow than six issues because like this seems like something that could have been really great to really explore further. Another Linda. But that yeah, being said, it, is, cool. it is what it is when you only have six issues. Yeah. Good issue, though. Yeah. And, yeah, I guess that's all the time we kind of have and most of what we've Daredevil, read. Daredevil was awesome, too. I don't know if you read it. No, yet. No. Aquaman was great, though. Uh, anything else it. was good? Um, I still haven't even read issue eight of Shazam. Nonetheless, issue nine. So. Oh, what? Issue eight was so good. Issue I nine know. was great, too. Unfortunately, I saw spoilers online, so I know what happens. But oh, Okay. Well, Shazam was great. Uh, Batman Superman was also really good. Um, Hell's Horizon was okay. I haven't read Spider-Man yet, but I'll get into it. So, yeah. yeah JJ Spider-Man. I guess so. we'll wrap up there. Yeah. Uh, so, thanks for listening to A Hero Story. Uh, it's nice to see Doomsday Clock finally over. I feel like our show has grown so much with Doomsday Clock, whether it was us yeah. <laughs> celebrating the greatness of Doomsday Clock or being sad at the delays of Doomsday Clock. We've really come a long way, and so has the series. So, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, for a Hero Story, I'm JD. And I'm Hunter, and thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Goodbye. Blah!